friends and fellow Buffy lovers, and welcome to our podcast, where we discuss each episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in detail, focusing on digging deep into the themes, metaphors, and foreshadowing. I'm Leah. I'm Sarah. I'm Tabby. And this is Becoming Buffy. And welcome to our first official episode of Becoming Buffy. Ah, crazy. Oh my gosh, guys. We did it. We're here. I know. It's insane. All the like time and effort and notes and blood and sweat and tears. And late and- night <laughs> sessions and <laughs> giggle fits. And yep. And Andrew staying up and fixing all of our Technical software problems. for us. Yeah. And- shout out yeah. to Andrew for being the behind the scenes MVP. My husband. Yep. Doing our art. Yes, doing oh, our art. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Andrew actually, yeah, put together the real everything. MVP. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to support and listen and comment and like and all that stuff. It just every single one makes me really excited. We put so much into this. We're all a little nervous, but we I think we're more excited mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah. It's just it's very personal. You know, you put a lot of work into it and you know, whether it's something you created or something you're you know, commenting on, which would be us. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's very fun and it's very personal, but it's also just very exciting because it's, you know, we hope that people like it, but, you know, it just makes it so much more fun when people are having fun alongside you. Yeah, exactly. We've been, we've seen lots of love and we're just, we're just thankful that people are willing to listen. That's all we ask for. Yeah, we'll put up with our annoying voices for, you know, <laughs> a little while. Real fast, we have a spoiler section and then we have a spoiler-free section. Yes, um, that's very and important. And right now, this section of the podcast is the spoiler-free and we will be going over this episode. In the future, it will be any episode leading up to that one that we are currently on. At the end yeah. of this section will be the Scooby Secrets, which is our spoiler section. And this will be pretty much fair play. All episodes are going to be fair game. We're going to be talking about them. And so if you haven't seen the show and you don't want to know spoilers, which P.S. We highly recommend not looking up spoilers. Not all of us. I recommend looking up spoilers. I like spoilers. (laughs) I think it's good. The experience that you go through with Buffy not knowing anything is just, it's so amazing. And I depends on who you are. (laughs) I recommend looking up spoilers. I like looking up spoilers. I, think I highly fun. disagree, but <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> no, so whatever you decide to do, just know if you don't want to know spoilers, then we'll tell you at the end of this section um, that the spoiler-free section is gone. Um, and then just mm-hmm. don't continue listening on. And if you want to know spoilers, then carry on. Stick around. Yep. Okay, so here we go. This episode, written by Joss Whedon, directed by Charles Martin Smith, and it aired on March 10th, 1997. Which feels like a very long time ago. Yeah, I was born. <laughs> the year were you were born in 1987? Mm-hmm. Whoa, I didn't know that. I was not. Oh, wow. <laughs> I should have known that. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I know more about Buffy than the You're year you were born. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, what the Hellmouth was actually a two-hour premiere. Um, it's been split into The Harvest, which is the second episode. Mm-hmm. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a mid-season replacement for another show that I actually don't remember the name of that got canceled. And so that's why there's only 12 episodes instead of the regular 22. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Only 12 that makes episodes. sense because like it's the shortest season in the show. Yep. Like most the rest of them have Oh, over I think 20. I remember you telling me that because it was mm-hmm. halfway through yeah. and they're having trouble 
or they were wondering if anyone was going to pick it up because yeah. like, which is halfway through which season. is why joss kind of got away with doing a lot of stuff that a lot of other shows weren't able to and also why he had so much control over his show one because yeah. he owned the rights to it as well but um he just was able to he had freedom because of the fact that they were just so grateful that there was somebody there as a mid-season replacement but yeah so um welcome to the Hellmouth is the season premiere or the show premiere i should say oh i was going to talk about the title buffy the vampire slayer joss really had to fight for that being the title of the show because initially yeah. it was just they wanted it to be slayer and he even yeah. talks about how which slayer is very like modern and cool sure well, they wanted it to be different <laughs> from the movie like sexy yeah exactly well and joss fought for it because he was like i don't want to shoehorn buffy to be in any type of genre he's like yeah. i want it to be, have the freedom to be all types of genres Which was yeah. such a good idea mm-hmm. yep and the network was like no like we want to know is it a drama is it a comedy is it action yeah. and so he talks about how um the name buffy kind of shows it's a little like quirky and campy yeah um so the comedy aspect yep. and then the shows that it is serious and that it should be taken seriously yeah. and then vampire is okay the horror aspect and then slayer is the action aspect yeah. so he was like so much like significance and just yeah, so much thought put into it. And he even talks about how, like, the network sent over, I forget what it was, like, maybe the first script or something, and it just said Slayer at the top, or it was some sort yeah. of official document. And Joss was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, this is not what I want. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And they were like, oh, no, that was just a typo. No, it's it's fine. We'll change it later. And then they sent, in, like, an official thing over, and it still said Slayer. And he was like, no, I see what you're doing. Like, it's supposed to be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And, I mean, we talked about it, but, like, to this day, if I tell my friends my favorite show is Buffy the Vampire Slayer and they've never yeah. heard of it before, they're like, that sounds really weird. It sounds mm-hmm. like a, a children's like cartoon type uh, It sounds show. incredibly campy. Yeah. It, sounds, well, it like, sounds like very like childish and like, oh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, and it's hard too because he also compete with the original movie, yeah. which um, <laughs> definitely I'm was sure we'll more have on a the separate, comedic side. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about more at some point, but it, I mean, Joss was like, I, I want to keep some similarities, but I also want to make it very clear that this is yeah. its own thing. This isn't the movie. And yeah, um, it had really bold of him name the show the same thing as the movie. Yeah. Because especially I, when the movie got such a, yeah, a negative rap. like impact. Yeah, exactly. The original idea for Buffy the Vampire Slayer was Joss got tired of the narrative of the blonde, beautiful, ditzy girl kind of always being the victim, kind of always being the person who got captured or got killed or the typical horror movie like scheme where like, you know, they're the girl who trips in the woods and gets killed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or goes into the dark alley yeah. and gets killed. Yeah, they're not really portrayed in like a very intelligent, strong yeah. way. And so I think that he really got tired of that. And that's why he created the idea of Buffy the Vampire Slayer because like it was this blonde, beautiful woman who could get stuck in that type of situation, but she actually was able to fight back and mm-hmm. way overpower them. And yeah. it was kind mm-hmm. of like turning that narrative, kind of just like yep. switching it up on people. It's very empowering. Yeah. His whole thing was let's create a hero who subverts the genre. And he said the theme for his show, I mean, there's multiple themes, but the thing that he kept repeating back and back was nothing is as it seems. Yeah. Let's yeah. like turn this whole genre on top of its head. By having the tiny little blonde girl go into an alley and she comes out the victor. Let's give the power back to her, which is just really cool. 
It's interesting. If you just pitch just that, everybody's like, I want to see that. Which I think starts and sets up the first scene where it's a blonde girl Mm -hmm. and a guy. And, you know, it kind of sets up like as if it was like a horror movie where it's like, okay, these two lovers who are like in high school. Yeah. Break break into a high school. Break into a high school. Yeah. And they want to like, you know, sneak around and all this stuff and like. It really gives you the impression that either, like, A, some vampire is going to jump out at them, or B, the guy is going to be the vampire and it's going to, you know, attack mm-hmm. this defenseless, you yep. know, blonde girl. Right. And it kind of, like, starts off by already breaking boundaries with, you know, the the vampire being the woman and her being the one who's actually yep. attacking him. And so yeah. it, like, already starts off by being very different than a lot yep. of um, shows and movies that came before it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk real fast about the unaired pilot before we get into the actual episode. Um, if you didn't know, there Joss actually shot a pilot with um, a couple different actors, and it was supposed to be to pitch the idea of the show to the studio. Uh, most famously, Allison Hannigan is not in the pilot. It's Riff Reagan who plays the part of Willow. And then um, I don't remember who else, but somebody else who plays um, Principal Flutie. It's not the actor who plays him. And so you have like 30 minutes of it. You can actually look it up on YouTube and we won't talk too much about it, but it's a pretty fun watch. It's very different. Some of the dialogue is different. A lot of it's same. Um, and it ends differently than this episode, but it's, it's just interesting. Like how we watch it and we're like, Oh my gosh, like how did this get picked up? Yeah. But like somebody saw something yeah. in but it. But it's also just crazy how like, a couple characters can really make or oh, break yeah. the show. Like right. yeah. not having Allison Hannigan in there, I'm literally like, this is not the show. Like it feels yeah. so different. Yep, exactly. So the episode opens in the school and you see um, the girl and the guy and you automatically assume, like we talked about before, that, okay, either someone's going to kill them or the guy is the villain and it kind of gets turned on its head when, yeah. ooh, she's a vampire and she bites him. And then we go into the opening credits. Yeah. The credit song is played by Nerf Herder, who was actually suggested to Joss Whedon by Allison Hannigan. They actually go kind of go offbeat in the chorus, but they didn't have enough time to like re-record it. So you can hear it in the first season that it kind of goes off tempo a little bit. And so that's why later on the theme song is slightly different because they had to go back and re-record it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Just fun little And uh in the interview, Joss Whedon talked about how the theme song is supposed to kind of represent oh, yeah. uh, Buffy and the horror um, theme that is kind of was played out during that time. Mm-hmm. So, like, it starts off with the, the organy piano type and then the wolf howl. Yeah, the wolf howl. And then immediately comes in that, like, guitar strummed down. The riff. Yeah. yeah, the riff. And then, like, jumps into this, like, completely polar opposite like Mm -hmm. rock and roll type Mm -hmm. you know uh song and it's supposed to symbolize the organ is like the idea of horror and um that type of genre and then buffy is coming in and completely like breaking that standard and breaking that um stereotype stereotype, and it's just kind of like i don't have time for the traditional Mm -hmm. horror like this is how i do it right which is so interesting i never even thought about that before i know it just again and i think we're going to probably this every episode but the intentionality and the thought put behind this show is refreshing i mean i will watch things that don't have to have intent behind them but they won't be my favorite thing i think that when you see something that people have put a lot of thought and hard work into it because they have a message to send or because they um just want to tell a really good story 
it makes it so much more enjoyable. Yeah. All right. So then we have the theme song and then we now jump to Buffy in bed having nightmares and we see a bunch of flashes of a couple different scenes. Um, some of the stuff we uh, will see later on in the episode. Yeah. I mean, just like her dream was just foreshadowing of what's going to happen in future episodes. And then um, Buffy wakes up and she's surrounded by boxes in her room. Yeah, it opens very much like if you hadn't had seen the first scene with like, you know, some vampire, um, it really does open up like a classic like 90s teen movie where it's very like, yeah. Buffy, wake up, go to school, like, mm. you know, and we I just like, need some peppy pop music playing right? over top yeah. and I mean, it, a almost, it almost has that, but it's kind of like that kind of vibe where it's like, oh, the, the new girl's going to school and sure. like, her mom's waking her up mm-hmm. and it's yeah. very like, it's so funny because it's so contrary to what the last scene was that you're very like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, and the, even the fact that she was having like a dream, you're mm-hmm. like, this kind of seems to be like two different worlds kind of colliding. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we have um, them in their car <laughs> and her mom's like, um, try not to get kicked out of school yeah. again. Yeah. And so sweet. I'm so sure you're going to make friends. Such a nice like, way yeah. of wording it. <laughs> yeah. Not and like Bobby's being malicious, like, not holding it against her. Just right. very like, let's very try Very optimistic. Yeah. Yes. Very sweet. She even says like, I know you're a good kid. You just got caught up in the wrong crowd. Like such a nice way of saying it. Yeah. My kid burned down the whole like gym of their school, I'd probably word it a lot differently yeah, than that. Yeah, I yep. definitely don't think I'd be handling it with <laughs> yeah. as much grace as uh, yeah. Joyce Summers yes, does. Yes, exactly. So then um, Buffy gets out and um, mm-hmm. the high school is actually filmed at Torrance High School in California, which we're from California and I've never been there. I, I know, really I need to go. I want to go so bad. Yeah, next time we're out there, like that's going to be our place to go. But then we see um, Xander yep. skateboarding up. <laughs> the only time you will see him skateboard in the whole show. It's very typical. Oh, new hot girl. Yeah. I'm going to stare at yeah. her until I bump into something. Yeah. New hot girl comes and, you know, you know, nerdy skateboarder slash cool guy is like coming. <laughs> the and, commentary. Like, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Comes on in. Yeah. Their wardrobes are very stereotypical to their characters that they're yeah. trying to portray. Mm-hmm. They're much more extreme for sure. For sure. Like, Buffy's is like preppy and like uh-huh. you know then xander's yeah. is like cool laid back skater and then right. like willows is very like oh innocent innocent and like a little nerdy but like not super nerdy like it's just, like and then, <laughs> kind like, of trying to be cool yeah giles is like i read i'm yeah. a librarian <laughs> i have glasses like Cornelius yeah. is like i know fashion like, and jesse <laughs> i think xander's a little more self-aware than jesse jesse seems he's just kind of like he tries a little too hard to totally. be cool. Versus yeah, totally. Xander knows he's weird. Yeah. And he's like yeah. kind of embraced that. I like Jesse yeah. though. He's very like, like calls Xander out when Xander's like doing something stupid. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell Jesse, Xander, and Willow have been friends for a long time. Um, yeah. So then we uh, see Buffy in Principal Flutie's office. Mm-hmm. And this is where we learn that she burned down her old school gym yeah. because of asbestos. Oh, uh, no, it's Vampestos. I love how, like, quick Mr. Flutie is to, like, dismiss it. He doesn't even look at anything. He just, like, rips it up. And then he, like, looks at it and he's like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have done that. Starts taping it back together in front of her. And Buffy's like, what? Clean slate? You mean it? And then she's like, no, 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 no. It's different now. And, like, we're getting the feeling that she's kind of, I'm not doing that anymore. Almost, like, misjudged in a way. Or, like, even just her persona. You're like, this sweet girl, there's no way she would burn down a whole, like, building, you know? Yep. Well, you're also kind of getting contrary things because her mom's very like, oh, you like you were bad or you fell in the wrong crowd. And you're like, Buffy? Like, right. She did the wrong yeah. thing, this girl? There has to be a reason. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. And then she he's trying to tape back together her yeah her uh, her uh, ripped up record. Yeah, her records. And and he's like, all right. Basically, tells her like, if you can't get along here, then like you won't. You, then you're not going to belong. And yeah. and I would imagine it's really hard having to start over yeah. and then being mm-hmm. told like. But, like, I have to do this thing. I have the superhuman strength. And I yeah. think in her mind, she's, like, kind of, like, all right, well, I guess I'm just not going to slay then, you know? Yeah. Or just coming into, like, a whole new school atmosphere, like, anything like that was always so traumatizing. Yeah. Like, I went to a school my junior year, and it was horrible um, the first couple months because, like, man, like, everyone already has friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially, like – yeah, well, especially yeah. like um, Buffy has like a troubled past, so yeah. she and everyone knew. like knows about it. Yeah, so it's got to so be already even feel more like eyes daunting. Are on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can tell by the way Buffy dresses and stuff that she actually like is pretty hip with the trends and is pretty. I know it sounds super weird. I'm trying to talk nineties. <laughs> Sarah's not the oldest, if you can tell. <laughs> okay, <laughs> rude. <laughs> no, but like you could tell she's she knows what's cool, what's not, and yeah. so you can see her trying really yeah. hard but then it's kind of like Back she's got this layer thing yeah. you know it's, and it's just yeah. interesting so yeah so then she exits bumps into xander mm-hmm. yeah and Again, also a typical cliche typical, yeah typical scene where it's like <laughs> let's just get it all out in the yeah <laughs> nerdy guy bumps into like cool popular girl, and, and like, we're like ooh, yeah. love at first bump yeah and you could definitely <laughs> but then like, you know yeah. like knives or whatever fall out of this <laughs> and you're like oh never mind he's like whoa yeah and xander and has more like, no attracted. idea to talk he's to not him. that's not turned off at all he's just yeah. like whoa i must know more i really just don't <laughs> think he understood fully he probably was like oh i'm sure this is normal like yeah just not even though he's like here's Steak? Yeah, but he has that really like funny line where he's like, "Oh, like I'm Xander, and we'll see each other around school, you know, because we go to school." And you're just like, "Yes, Xander." I, I just relate with <laughs> that so good. much, though, because I've totally said things like that. We oh, all man. have. It's or just- he just said his first thing is, "Can I have you?" I mean, oh my can word. I help you? <laughs> yep. Well, the funny thing is that Buffy doesn't even seem to fully like realize his his weird nerdiness, mm-hmm. which I think is. Very Buffy, high yeah. school. She kind of yeah. like recognizes that he's talking to her. Like, okay. And she's more in that moment. You she's can tell, more worried about her stuff. Yeah. She's worried mm-hmm. that he's going to see like, her She's like, oh, steak. my giant sticks are out of my like, purse. Which is, which is actually really smart because I think, you know, we all are insecure because we think people are paying more attention to us than we actually like than care they about what they are. say. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's kind of focused on their own stuff. Yeah. Right. Xander yep. was beating himself up a lot more than she even noticed it. You yeah. Know? Yep. yep. And I think vice versa. I mean, he obviously recognized or saw the stakes, but he wasn't like, yeah. oh he my gosh, He handled why? it a lot better right. than most right. people Which would. is a little like, okay, like if I found stakes, I'd be like, dude, you have to tell me more. <laughs> like, I need to know. Uh, yeah. I'd want to know. <laughs> I think I'd ask. I think I would just give back to them and be like, I'm not talking to them ever again. <laughs> right. Um, she goes to class. So what... I noticed about this scene is the teacher is like writing in cursive on the chalkboards. It's the first thing you see. Uh, yeah. And the only thing you see that she's writing is death, yep. which I think is so interesting for this show because they could have, she could have been writing literally yeah. anything and yet it had to be the word death. Yeah. And yep. I can just imagine how Buffy's feeling in that classroom saying they're being like, of course, we're yeah. talking about the first death. topic we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Something yep. I know much about, but I have to act like I don't know much about it. Yep. Yeah. And then you meet the, the very lovely Cordelia sweet and charming Cordelia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she's I mean she's sharing her book so your first opinion yeah. but she's kind, she's yeah. helping, she's very, like she's very sweet to Buffy. Right. Right. But then you get out into the hallway and she starts like asking Buffy questions, okay? Like right. what what I need to find out if you're cool enough to associate yeah. with me. Right. She's like vamp I mean, nail polish. At first like 
you can honestly take this as like, oh, two people bonding. Sure. Like you don't see it as like, oh, Cordelia trying to find out if she's cool. Like sure. you kind of just see it as like, oh, they're two girls trying to bond and like become friends. Right. It's only when they start talking, they have that interaction with Willow. Yeah, where that she you really notice her. like where you really notice like, oh, maybe like Cordelia is really just trying to find out what kind of crowd like Buffy. Well, not in. only that, but it's so like intelligent of somebody. Um, of girls like that because yeah. they, they start out being really nice. Mm-hmm. They get them on their side. So that puts Buffy in an uncomfortable yeah. position now because she feels like she's friends with Cordy yeah. to stand up to yeah. Willow. Oh, that's a good point. So yeah. like she's standing there really uncomfortable being like, well, now I'm friends well, with somebody who I can have a good yeah. life here at school. Yeah. I can be in the popular she crowd. Really I can date whoever I want. It. She could pick between both of them. But then when we see, like she has empathy. She yeah. sits there and sees how Willow was hurt yeah. and then decides, you know, later to hang out with her. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a power move too because yeah. she's like I shared my book with you yes. I kind of you're seen with me so now if you hang out with me you're seen as cool totally. and it's kind of like alright what? who are you going to choose Cordelia is very intelligent she really is yeah. like she you see her say things that are blunt or just like um, manipulative right I wouldn't ever say that she's like dull. Yeah. <laughs> like no. she she seems she's a like socially that. unaware sometimes right but, yeah. but like she's very honest um, but yeah, it's just a power move, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was going to mention, so she the vamp nail polish and yeah. Buffy's yeah. whole, little, so last year, which is another hint of Buffy being like, yeah. I'm done with the whole vamp yeah, thing. It really was cool. last year. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then um, when she talks about James Spader, which I chuckle every time because James Spader is uh, voices Ultron and Age of Ultron, which Joss Whedon directed the Avengers movie. So I just think it's funny that he keeps bringing up James Spader. But- you know, mm-hmm. And I mentioned, like, does Buffy have a on James Spader or does Joss? Because, <laughs> yeah. So. Talks about him so much. Yep. And then um, we have the insult of the softer side of Sears, or is it softer side of Sears or, or Macy's to Willow at the water fountain? And she oh, insults what so she's wearing. So sad. So hurtful. Like, and it's just like poor sweet Willow is just very like, doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Right. And you see kind of like that hurt look on her face. Yeah. She's, yeah. And like, it's also sad because like, you just kind of get the sense of like, it it's happened before and like yeah like she like doesn't really like it. she's yeah. like i'm not gonna say anything like this happens all the time and what's the just, point yeah yeah so i'm gonna say like, it every that, day that's what hurts more is like yeah that it's like you can tell it's well, more of a reoccurring there's pattern. there's so much more um i guess you could say confidence or empowerment and saying things that people say to you when you don't know them like mm. i'm not a very up in your face type of person but if someone were to say something rude to me and i don't know them i'd be a lot more quick to defend myself than somebody yeah. i see every single yeah. day yeah like yeah. that's why high school was such a hard time for people who that's are bullied true. because you see them every day like what's the point of me standing up i'm gonna have to see them tomorrow in every single yeah. class i have like my life is gonna yeah. be a living hell as mm-hmm. we know is a metaphor for like literally the high school being on top of a hell mouth right yeah yeah that's true um, okay, so then Cordelia shows Buffy to the library and Buffy walks in and it's kind of a a dark – it's not your typical yeah. library. Yeah. Well, you also like – she like walks in and like the first thing she sees is like this open newspaper. Yeah. We're like <laughs> and circled, a giant red Three missing. Yeah. You have the ominous squeaking of the door. Yeah. So like there was no other sound effect on any other door yeah, but on that right? one. Yeah. And then, you know, somebody taps her on the shoulder and, and Giles is all like – are you, she's like, I'm new here. And he's like, Summers? Like, yeah, he yeah. already knows. Every new like, kid that comes it's in. It's even Summers? like, if yeah. you look at this from Buffy's perspective, there's like this weird librarian man. But then like behind him is like this giant cage. 
I know, yeah. yeah. Which if you like, because I've I've thought about this a lot, but I think it's it's for the 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 like older books or like ones I think they that, explain like, that at some point. Yeah, I think it's for like mm-hmm. the ones where the like one really important the ones books. that like he's not supposed to rent to kids, so he right. just like puts them back there. But like if I was walking into there the first time, I'd be like, why is there a cane sure. in the library? <laughs> like, yeah. and so mm-hmm. and then like to top it off with a cherry, just goes and you know immediately grabs the giant Dusty. vampire book and just like slams it in front vampire of her. with a y yes yeah. i am british in case yes. you did not know from my british accent <laughs> yeah um but anthony stewart head who plays Joss, um tony head he was the first um character to be cast and joss said that all of the actors who came in and auditioned to play giles they all played him too stuffy too british almost i mean or maybe not too british which is so funny yeah. to think about right <laughs> but just kind of like snobby and one-dimensional and when anthony head came in he said he played him very um uh sexy is the word he used sexy Mm -hmm. but also cool and Mm -hmm. modern and so i would imagine if i was trying to cast an actor i want someone who's multi-dimensional one makes for an interesting character but i have somewhere to go with that right and he also said that he wanted giles to be a character where he also is going through stuff on his own he's not somebody who's set in his ways yeah like he has a you know, um, a life of his own. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't really get into that. Yeah. <laughs> I almost was about to say stuff yeah. I can't. Way to stop yourself. Um, it's all yeah. good. <laughs> no, but I, and I think it's okay to say that like Joss was intending, and I think we can see in the episode, these characters um, with Buffy's mom and with Giles and stuff, they, they seem like real human beings. Yeah. And yeah. they don't just seem like, okay, the adult characters yeah. that just kind of and support I think, like, the, the Or only there to say what they need them to yeah. say. They, they walk yeah. through or to life stop with the them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Tabby, I think you were we were talking about earlier how you were mentioning that like Joss writes his older figures, like older parent figures in a way like um, to be more intentional than other characters in other TV shows. Yeah, he was talking yeah. about how he didn't want his adult characters to be um, one-dimensional. Yeah, well, like even – even like Joyce and her response to um, Buffy, you see a lot in TV shows or movies with like teen movies mm-hmm. where the, the parents are just like, I just don't understand them. Yeah. Or like they try to control them. Sure. Um, or they just don't, they don't try to empathize with them. And you see Joyce in there being like, you're a good kid. You just got caught up in the wrong crowd. Yeah. Like things like that where it's just like, you know, what? we're going to make it here. We've moved here. Like we're going to, you know, we're going to make it our home. Yeah. Um, even with like Giles, like they could have, had his character kind of at arm's length. Like even Mm -hmm. when they were talking, like Mm -hmm. um, he gets like really close to her Mm -hmm. and like, if it were like any other actor, you'd be like, this would be a little weird of a feature to Joss do. Joss mentioned the six inch rule. Yeah. He's like, you guys have to stay six inches apart because we don't want there to be any hint of. Right. But like the way Anthony Stewart head plays Giles is just very innocent and father-like that you just, there's no way you would ever think of him to be in anything other than that to Buffy. Right. Right. Yeah. No, he does a really good job. Yeah. But he slams down the book and immediately the look on Buffy's face is, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Why in the world? Yeah. Like, I just, I I got away. And she says that. She's like, no, I, I got away. And he's confused because he's like, you're the Slayer. You just said you are. Like, this is what you're Slayer. Like, you're supposed to do this. He was just kind of confused as, oh, I must have. Yeah. You like- can definitely tell that, like, in this episode, it shows very much that, like, Giles is more of like a kind of black and white person mm-hmm. at this moment where he's right. just very like 
Buffy, Slayer, sure. me, Watcher. Like, right. <laughs> this is how it works. Right. Yeah. A and B. Like, yeah. and so it's just very funny. And Buffy's obviously running oh, away yeah. from something. Well, she's obviously very not like that. She's very yeah. like, you know, uh, I don't want to do that, so I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. And so, like, for him, he's like, but that's just not how it works. Like, yeah, that's not exactly. how it's done. Um, she goes out to talk to everybody out in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. So it's with Jesse and everyone's yeah. there. And, um, then Willow's all like, why are you hanging out with me? Yeah. She's yeah. like, um, so you were with Cordy, which means, okay, you're friends with Cordy now, which means you can't talk to me. And Bobby's yeah. like, I can talk to yeah. you both. But and she's it's like, also, well, legally. She also <laughs> has like this very like sweet moment where like Buffy kind of asks her like, hey, like, I think I, like, I really want to pass my classes. Like, you know, I really want someone to help me. And like, I feel like, if someone asked me that, I like my first instinct would be like, I don't want to help you. But like Will's very yeah. like, oh my gosh, yes, yeah, of course, I'll sure. help you. Like, what day do you want to do it? And right. like super yeah. eager to just like she wants to be get needed. to know someone. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, wants yeah. to be needed. Like, just like the idea of right. helping someone is very like okay, mm-hmm. like yeah. just jumps on board. Right, which is but just I, such a sweet thing. Right, and I mean not to like downplay the sweetness, but I think there's also a insecurity there, and she doesn't really have any girlfriends. She's hanging yeah. out with Jesse and Xander. Yeah, yeah. And both she's very like a men. Girl, and she's like a girl that Cordelia likes. Yeah, that wants to hang out with me and wants my help. I mean, yeah. she's like at that point willing to bend over backwards and do anything. She's like, yeah, we don't have to do the library. We don't have to do you yeah, know? like wherever yeah. you want. Yeah, and yeah. Buffy also has this moment where she's like, let's not go to the yeah. library. Yeah, and then. Um, um, Jesse Cordy, or yeah, both Xander. boys come up, mm-hmm. and then um, Cordy comes over. Jesse's all like, "Are you being more awkward than normal?" And yeah, Xander's like, "Yes, yes, I am." <laughs> yep, yeah. And Cordy's like, "Oh, do you need to be saved?" Or says something like that from these people. Um, and then she starts talking about the body. Or do we? Yeah, she starts talking about the body. But Did I was talking about that. Oh no, not yet. Um, because uh, oh no, we totally skipped that scene. The girls that uh-huh. found the body. Yeah. That's right. Because that was yeah. <laughs> They have that funny line. <laughs> yes. Okay. I forgot about that part. Okay. So that happened right um, after uh, Buffy comes out of the library. Right. Right. And I love that line because they're like, have you heard about that new girl, Buffy? It's mm-hmm. a weird name. She's like, oh, hey, Aphrodisia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the weirdest, most obscure name. Yep. And so then they find the body of yeah. um, Locker Boy. Yeah. The boy from the first scene, unfortunately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That got bit. And you have- um, Two suspicious bite marks. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So when they're referring back to it with like Cordy, Cordy's talking about, it, she's like, oh, and this just kind of ties into like Sunnydale's just so oblivious. So every, and, or they just like, it's so yeah. the norm to find bodies or yeah. to, like, weird I don't think things that it's happen. necessary. They're oblivious. I think that it's choose, they're they choose to be oblivious. in like, yeah, they choose to right. be in this kind of bliss where they're like, right. nothing exists. So right. we're going to ignore it. So like, Cordy's just like nonchalant talking to us. Like, oh yeah. yeah, like they found like a super dead body or right. like whatever. And then you see Buffy, um, sitting there and she's like, she had, she has to like, she tries to fight her slayer instincts, but mm-hmm. then she can't help. But like, Ask. yeah, yeah, and she's like, "Well, how'd he die?" And then Cordy <laughs> goes, "Morbid much?" Yeah. yeah, I didn't ask. Right, right. I love that. Line. Very snarky, but yeah. very like very Cordelia, right. just very like. I, I'd Ugh. be very like grossed out. Yeah, someone's right. asking me the details. But what's of how funny is not that she's like grossed out and like walks away. What's funny is that she's like gross much, okay, and like moves on, and yeah. it's just very like I'll insult you, but like I'm right. not really. She doesn't really hold things it. against yeah. people that much. Well, and I mean, this was right before, but I love 
the whole thing where like Jesse's like, do you need a shoulder to cry on or to like nibble on or whatever? Yeah. Which, you know, he gets his shoulder nibbled on or his neck later on the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, like, but then like Cordelia thrown. also has that iconic like, oh, please. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, you know, not even to go there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you deign to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after that conversation, she goes immediately over to. Yeah. The gym. Yeah. The lockers to check. And yeah. sure enough. It's yeah. Vampire. She has that cool moment where she, you know, rips the the door. Yeah. door. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those moments where it's like we have low budget, but like she's strong. We promise. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. trying to be like <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah. They're trying to show you what Buffy can do, right? right. In, the in subtle ways, so without like, being hey. like, oh my gosh, she can jump a, a fifty-story building, like yeah, something that's right. obviously like more normal, right? I guess. Well, because they're trying to better be like, okay, she has some sort of nightmare slash visions, right? She has. Like powers, but we haven't seen what those are yet. We right. haven't really seen a whole lot other than the fact that she is a slayer. But what does that mean exactly physically? Right. So all we know is that like slayers kind of slay vampires. That's yeah. all we know. We don't really totally. know what that entails as far as like right. strength or ability. And we learn a little bit more about what that means in this episode as yeah. well. So then she goes back to the library again to find Giles, mm-hmm. the librarian, and is like, yeah. ah, you knew. And, and yeah. then he kind of rants at him. Like, I didn't want to be – Yeah. I didn't want to be a slayer. I Claims thought, that she's retired. I'm retired. Yeah. I'm done. I finished all that stuff. And then he basically is just kind of like, you're a slayer. That's what you do. Yeah. I don't know what the disconnect is. Yeah, furthering that idea of, like, slayer, watcher. And he even mentions in this the – he uses the – she uses the plural of, like – you guys like need to leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. So we then so get all we know is that, is that okay, there's he's multiple. a watcher and yeah. there should be or there could be more. Yeah. We don't yeah. know. Um a scene is interesting because there's a lot of exposition in this show. And um Giles just does or Anthony Stewart Head just does a wonderful job of giving the exposition without making it sound like a monologue or he's just yeah. reading something. Right. Right. It sounds it comes very, very natural. natural. And so this episode is hard because they're having to set up the rules of the show. Yeah, they have to they tell you it. everything about how to kill vampires, who she is, yeah. who he is how as you a watcher a without it seeming very much like um, we're telling you we're totally because it will pull you out of the episode. Right but in this moment, it doesn't pull you out of the episode. Yeah, right? it, it feels like it, it feels, feels like it's a natural conversation. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So then they says, okay, vampires can be killed by sunlight, holy water, um, crosses, uh, and then um, what was the other one? Steak, obviously. And yeah. Then, <laughs> um, and then later on, we see. Um, oh, and then he talks about what it means to be a slayer. Mm-hmm. You are the yeah. chosen one. There's only one in all the earth. Yeah. You Which fight the vampires. They already had that little monologue at the very beginning of the episode, right. really quick. But this is like yeah. more kind of like saying it again, so that people kind of like mm-hmm. get that point of like, right. there is only one. Right. It is Buffy. This is not something right. that you can just retire from. Yeah. Right. And then he talks about how um, a watcher trains and prepares the Slayer. And then they also infer that there's something different about Sunnydale than most other places. Yeah. It's well, just a lot of Well, he says that this is evil. where they're like, you know, demons, monsters, all that is drawn to. That's the word that he uses, mm-hmm. that they're drawn to this place. And he also has this really good line of like, because Buffy's just kind of saying like, I don't know why all this like is happening to me. Like, mm-hmm. um, I I quit type of thing. And then he kind of asks her like, well, then why are you here? Right. Yeah. And kind of inferring that he's like, no, no, no. There's something in you that brings you to this. Yeah, you came right? back to the library. Yeah. And we're talking to me about this. Yes. Yes. You could have just left and done. He was like, I was kind of like, all right. 
And she knew specifics in how the guy died. If right. she had just never asked or gone to look at yeah, it. Yeah, she could then, have been in the same bliss that right, everyone else yep, is. Right. And she says, I tried that whole Slayer thing and it ruined my social life and my grades and got me yeah. kicked out of school and yeah. basically says, Obviously had an find on her a different and her Slayer too. and yeah. leaves. And then we see Xander listening mm-hmm. in from the bookshelves. Yeah. Classic yeah. like, huh? Uh-huh. Moment. <laughs> uh, of course. So then we next see um, Buffy. Uh, getting ready to go to mm-hmm. the bronze. The, the first par- time we see the bronze. Yeah, Apparently so cool. the like bar? Yeah. That kids under each that, kids hang well, out it's, with. I, cause I, I've had so many questions about this place for a long time. <laughs> I know. No but kidding. I think that how bronze works is that it is, it is definitely bar. Cause they've definitely referred to it as like the bar before. And so like it, but I think that it's kind of like an underage one where like, people who are minors can go um but they don't actually drink alcohol yeah. if they're not 21 i found out recently that apparently that thing then some small towns they mm-hmm. have bars like alcohol in the back but the front yeah. is for young kids i feel like that sounds out. just like, like so sketchy <laughs> it totally does but apparently it's a thing so i guess yeah. suspension of disbelief is not that hard yeah so. yeah and um they used they and would I mean, hire um actual bands to come in for every episode mm-hmm. of the bronze because they wanted the vibe to be mm-hmm. um i don't know just exciting and something different people got yeah. excited to come in and perform because they were smaller yeah. bands yeah um yeah. well but before we get to the bronze yeah there's she's a very home. important thing that we can there's a couple miss. important things so <laughs> she's first in her room she's trying to find an outfit to wear and then you see her mom come yeah. in basically kind of just like Hey, where are you going? And you right. can tell she's a little like nervous about her yeah. going out, probably because, you know, I would imagine vampires come out at night a lot. Um, and you could tell she's just kind of like, okay, when are you going to be back? You're not doing the same thing you did right. before. Yeah. She mentions that, you know, they could have a good life there. Um, it just kind of, it's, it's, it's a very yeah. layered, um, response or yeah. a very layered conversation because you could tell her mom is trying really yeah. hard to be supportive. Right. But she's but also, she's like nervous. also trying to be like a mother and be like, She's I'm a single mom. Not. Yeah. Right? You know, it's hard. And like Buffy, all, I want to notice that like Buffy also used the word slut, which oh, yeah. uh, Joss Whedon pointed out was uh, wildly inappropriate for its time. Well, it, they had a hard time getting it passed. Um, and it, they said they also like slut and virgin, which they used later. Yeah. He says it was very hard to get it past the censors simply because you just didn't use those words. Which yeah. Which is crazy. But he, he's like, we tried to show that it was like a negative thing. Yeah. Right. Just very funny that, like, that yeah, was, like, was something like, that they were, like, oh, yeah, you know, she used true. this word. Yep, it's true. So Buffy gets all dressed up for her night out and is walking down a dark, creepy alley. And meets alley. A, a random romantic stranger. We see someone stalking her. And yeah. we're all we, we don't see know is who poofy it is hair. Yeah. <laughs> who is this poofy-haired stranger? And it's really cool, like, the, the shot of her, like... Because you, you see this guy's perspective. He comes around the corner. Yeah. And she's not Her there. little boots. Yeah. And then she's on the top of this pole, like just standing straight up there, which was a really cool shot. And they said that they actually shot that scene after they had finished shooting all the other yeah, 12 episodes. Eight months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Crazy. he said they were trying to get like everything together with their stunt doubles and stuff and make sure that the stunts were actually cool and effective. And if they had started earlier on, it wouldn't have been as cool as it was. Yeah. So yeah. So then she comes and she kicks the handsome stranger, mysterious stranger. And they have this interesting conversation where he says, I don't bite. And yeah. then very, very uh, interesting wording and says, definitely he, not someone who is on. Like 
uninformed on what vampires yeah. are like mm-hmm. says he seems to know a lot about her but yeah. she implies doesn't know. that he knows who she is mm-hmm. he he informs her about um the harvest mm-hmm. yeah gives her a cross necklace which mm-hmm. she was one of the things that she saw in her necklace which means he I mean, knows in her dreams which mm-hmm. means he knows like or would Im- strongly imply that he knows about vampires right. the right. whole bite thing and then the yeah. crosses and so yeah. yep he says he's a friend and she says, like, I don't want to be your friend or something like that. And he said, yeah. um, who says yours? Yeah, that I'm your friend. I'm your very friend. seductive line. Like, oh, just, my gosh. <laughs> just very, like, this is I'm yours. Yes. And so she's clearly, like, intrigued, but also trying not to appear intrigued. Yeah. Goes very inside subtle. the bronze. Goes inside the bronze. It clearly doesn't quite, like, fit in. Oh, the other thing I was going to say is um, the band that is playing at the bronze, they're called the Sprung Monkey and interesting fact, the song that Buffy listens to inside of her bedroom is played by that band, Sprung Monkey. Oh, no way. And then she goes into the bronze, and of course, nice. they're playing there, too. Um, but yeah, so she's trying to fit in. She's trying to yeah. act all cool. There's yeah. that one scene where someone waves at her, and she has that totally relatable moment where right. you think they're waving at you. But I think it's funny, though, because it, it's not just like a casual wave, like, oh, hi, I think you're cute. It's like a I know you aggressive waving. Yeah. And she assumes she, that she it's for her. She just was so excited that somebody like yeah. right. saw her. I just thought it was funny. I was like, no one would assume that's for you. Like, unless you were like, really, really, really wanting really friends. Wanted friends. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So then she sees Willow. Same and Willow herself. is like, oh, hey, like you're you're here to talk to me. And mm-hmm. and um, she's like, Cordelia's over there. And she's like, no, I came to talk to you. And then you see the little like, oh, are you and Xander a thing? And yeah, you kind of sets a- up that like kind of like, oh, we're best friends. But like kind of seems like there might be something on Willow's mm-hmm. side. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's got like that crush. And yeah, I love. And then she also says, you know, they were friends long enough that yeah. they used to like pretend date back when kids just yeah. don't care about those kinds of things as much. So yeah, and then um Will well not Willow, Buffy sees Giles at the bronze looking yeah. very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable <laughs> and lost. <laughs> yeah. And like it's like uh, very fitting that he's a walk because he's just standing up on the top part just staring at yeah. everyone down below. Well observing. he looks like he's looking for yeah. Buffy. Yeah. He's like, but mm-hmm. before she goes and sees him, she kinda gives Willow that advice of like oh yeah. You know, seize it's the day. seize the day. Like mm-hmm. go and like and it's very encouraging. You know, yeah. Buffy's trying to be like, you know what, Willow, like you're you're a strong, like beautiful well, woman. Like right. you can go and like you can talk to men and well, like, you mm-hmm. can tell Willow's all in her head and she's overthinking yeah. things well she's lot. friends with like just guy friends so she doesn't have yeah. goals yeah. to be like hey this yeah. is okay and they're obviously this. like two guy friends who are very out of touch with oh totally. totally. <laughs> right. yeah exactly yeah and we have that funny scene where jesse tries to pick up cordelia again yeah. and she goes oh look oh goody look it's my stalker yeah <laughs> and joss we didn't even said that like that interaction was based off of like an interaction that he said where he actually asked a girl to dance and she was like, with you. Uh-huh. And so he said that it was like almost word for word yep. an experience that he had, yeah. which is just so funny. Yeah. Could you imagine writing about an awkward experience you had you and had. immortalizing it for all time? Yeah. Like, I have hey, to I watch mean, the Hey, I mean, take pain and make it into something that people can enjoy too. I mean, yeah, but whoo. I'd be like picking the things that weren't right? so like yeah. pointed. Yeah. Making myself seem amazing. I'm like, I am Buffy. I yeah, wrote exactly. this character off of me. Yeah. I once asked a guy out and he said yes. Yeah. <laughs> Retweaking it. No one needs to know. Yeah. So Buffy goes up, talks to Giles, and um basically he's like, Hey, like we are, our conversation's not done. Like right. you can't just 
say that you're not going to do this. Right. And she's like, what is the harvest? And he's he seems like he kind of knows what it is, yeah. either that or he's kind of like, what? Well, he's also, I, he kind of seems a little taken back that like she knows it because right. he's very much like, well, she says, you your from? friend told me. And then yeah. he was like, my friend. And she's like, oh, you know, someone who dark, gorgeous, in an annoying sort of yeah. way. She's like, I really didn't like yeah, that man. Really you're like, oh, okay, Buffy. She says it several <laughs> we times. We see right through like, you. You were you know, protesting too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So then she mentions something about, like, the mouth of hell and is kind of like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the shots that are pointed up, you can see the top of the warehouse, which is the top of the bronze. Right. Um, and just a kind of a little reminder that all the sets and stuff were kind of just built in this giant warehouse. Yeah, crazy. Kind of cool. Um, and then they start scanning the crowd. He's right. telling her to hone in so he yeah. can – he's like – um, Slayer should be able to sense that there are vampires in the room. He goes on this huge long tangent. Yeah. And she's like, oh, he's right there. there there's one yeah. right there. Super buffy moment just to be like, I'll ignore you, but that one seems like yeah. one. <laughs> and it's, and it's interesting because, um, they wrote Buffy to kind of be like a share from, uh, Clueless, mm-hmm. just very into fashion and all that stuff. Right. And so Buffy's like, I can tell he's a vampire because he's dressed like he's from the seventies. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and Giles so, has that very like angry watcher moment where he's like, you didn't. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Buffy, and so then he goes off into his whole like monologue again, or uh-huh. his lecture, I guess I should say. And Buffy realizes that this vampire is talking and chatting up a girl, and it's Willow. Yeah. yeah. And Willow's Poor taking Willow. her advice. Finally trying to talk to, yeah. you know, a guy, the um, one guy. I wrote something about um, her like looking at, observing the fashion. Um, and it kind of ties into the whole thing where. She, because like Giles is very much, he's still in a place where he's like, things should be done the way they've always been done. Mm. And her being, and this is what makes her such a good slayer, and her walking into the other room and then snapping off like a leg from like um, the chair, the chair to make like a very uh, steak. It's very inventive, but she's also thinking outside the box because she's looking there. She's like, well, his fashion is very outdated Mm -hmm. and he like is very aggressive with the ladies. So I'm sure he's a vampire. And then she walks in the room. She's like, I don't have a steak. I'm going to utilize this wooden like chair and make myself a steak. Like she thinks outside of the box and Giles, you could tell he's like, Oh, much more. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 And then there's that, that, uh, Fun interaction with uh, Cordelia, Cordelia yeah. where she pins her up against the wall and Cordelia has come back as, what is your childhood child? Oh my gosh. Uh, Infamous line. Yeah. One of the best lines yeah. and of then the her, series. And then her second iconic line comes right after where she's like, excuse me, I have to go call everyone I know. Yep. <laughs> Which is hilarious because she opens her purse and I automatically assume she's going for a cell phone, but cell phones weren't around then. Right. And I'm assuming she's going for her phone book, which she's going to use to go or like either <laughs> or change. She's going to go to pay phone or something. Because I was like, oh, wait, they didn't have cell phones. It's just funny how like our brains yep. were so used Such to Such a like two back to back iconic lines i'm like oh you yep. can't see every time yep so and then you know buffy makes the comment of like i think i just killed my social life you know yeah she mm-hmm. just now and once again she's like oh i can't keep them separate so yeah. and so willow has disappeared with this dude yeah. and she runs into xander, um, xander on outside. the outside and he's yeah. like she's like hey where is xander have you seen or right. where is willow have you seen her and he's like no but you want your steak back and by the way what is a vampire slayer yeah i love yeah. how he just jumps right to the like yep. the point yeah. yep Instead yep. of being, let's let's have the mystery go on for several right. Yeah, they're definitely or, straight to the point. Because, yep. I mean, it's yep. much more realistic to be like, what is going on? Well, I, than, like, I think a lot of that would be beneficial if 
Buffy was like a new slayer, if she hadn't been a slayer for like a long time, maybe have a few episodes where everyone's kind of learning it with her. Yeah, but I think that like Joss even talked about how he wanted the show to kind of be like almost, if people had seen the movie, almost kind of like a sequel. So he didn't want to start it at the same place as Mm -hmm. the movie because the movie starts when Buffy is called. Yeah. Whereas the show starts like I think a year after she's been a vampire slayer. Yep. She's been one. Yeah. yeah. I also wrote down the fact that um, Will uh, willingly lets this man bring oh, her word. into a graveyard. Yeah, right. Which, like, I love Willow and all. But, like, if I was with some random man, he was like, oh, I know a shortcut to a nice ice cream shop sure. through the graveyard. I'd be like, mm, no, thank you. I think I'll stay right. back. Well, and he's also, like, not really talking to her. And he just yeah. grabs yeah. her arm and goes. Like, But I think, yeah. again, we've seen. It's like they, desperation. Willow is desperate. She yeah. just wants friends. She, she really wants, wants to fit yeah. in. She wants to be loved. She mm-hmm. wants to be, like, yeah. And it's desired. not even, like, a desperation and, like, oh, my gosh, I just want, like, you know. It's more of, like, a, oh, I just, like, I want a connection. And I want yeah. something yeah. that's very well, sweet. Well, you could tell that she's so, like, uninformed with how dating or yeah. like people is. So like sure. having this interaction with somebody who's kind of aggressive like that doesn't seem like it's um like that big of a deal. She's yeah. it doesn't register in her right. as much. Yeah. Then he throws her in. She was like, hey, that was rude or yeah. whatever she said. Yeah. Um okay, so before we get to that scene, we have um underneath the streets of Sunnydale, the oh, master right. is yeah. rising. The master. Yeah. Which is funny because iconic rise. Yeah. And I was at first pool, I was like the kiddie pool of uh you know Blood. blood? Yeah. It looks blood. like blood, but and you I can tell like, it's not. Yeah. Well, I was like, okay, why would they have him rise? He doesn't have a drop of blood on him. And then they explain later, oh, like having to film scenes with blood on them would yeah. be just a pain in the butt. Right. I was like, yeah. Yeah. But the, I mean, the whole effects. It's a lot cooler that yeah. he comes up and he's not even like, not one touch of blood is on him. Yeah. It's cool, just very sure. funny that he's just like slowly rising in this little kid. I cannot. Well, and it just looks very fake. It's just yeah. funny all along. But um, yeah, it's pretty funny. So then, um, the master rises and yeah, he's very weak. Yes, he he's very weak. And it seems like this harvest thing is going to be the thing that causes him to be stronger. Yeah. Um, and then he needs to feed on blood. And so then the, the, the dude who's his right hand man, they haven't said his name says, all right, go bring, let's bring him some right. offerings as he calls it. Yeah. So then we cut back and we assume that that's going to be Willow. Right. Um, and so that's then, when they're in the big the, graveyard. Mm hmm. Yep, and Buffy crypt, right? Yeah, yes, in the crypt. crypt. Mm-hmm. And then Buffy finds um, Willow after Willow gets shoved into the crypt and is like, "Hey, yeah." She comes in. Jesse, Jesse comes, comes in with, first. And he's like, yes. he's like, man, you gave me a hickey. And, and then yeah. uh, Darla's like, uh-huh. I got hungry. Yeah. yeah, exactly. She tasted the offering yeah. or whatever. And then Buffy comes in and yeah. is kind of like, which it, this Hello. is such like an iconic scene for Buffy because like, like obviously, if you're a vampire slayer, like you know, you're going to have some strength. But it's also just such a power move to come in here and be like, oh, just like joking and like insulting Mm -hmm. the vampires and like just kind of like, you know, play with them a little bit. It's very like, it just shows like- power move. She's confident in herself. Yeah, she's confident Mm -hmm. in herself, but she also just like- And she stabs the guy from behind her. Yeah. He comes up behind her and she just goes, boop, and like gets him. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just You can see Xander's face too when she like- Stabs him in the heart. His face is like, ooh, he's not used to seeing that. Yeah. yeah. And we see our first dusting. Yes. The dusting mm-hmm. of the vampire, which uh, like Joss Whedon has talked about how <laughs> that the dusting was purely for practical reasons yep. because yeah. he thought that, you know, having to create scenes of them going and like 
digging up and then like having to bury the bodies would just be impractical. Plus it just helped that, you know, there's so many vampires, like how would you excuse, you know, random dead bodies everywhere? But if they disappear, you, you know. can live in denial a lot more yeah. when you don't see the bodies. Yeah. It's just funny because something that started out as just purely because it was easier and cheaper turned into something that was, hey, like now iconic. Everybody yeah. Everybody thinks about right. vampire dusting. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So then um, uh, Buffy tells Jesse and – or tells Xander and Willow to get Jesse out of there. Yeah. And it's just her – or Darla's like, who are you? And mm-hmm. Buffy's yeah. like, how do you not know? And Darla yeah. escapes and then the guy comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and huge. Probably twice the yeah. size of Buffy. And Buffy's yeah. Darla tells him she's yeah. strong. Mm-hmm. And runs away. And he says, I'm stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's terrified, and he grabs her by the back of the neck. And there's, I, I wrote several times. I was like, he could have bit her so many times. Yeah, I think he it was. That idea. I think he wanted to play with her. Yeah, especially yeah. when he found out she was a slayer. He was like, there's a power rush that I'm sure vampires get yeah. when they get near a slayer, especially like someone looking like, um, like what Leah was talking about earlier. Someone looking like Buffy, who looks weak. Yeah. who looks. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, this will be easy. Well, he I'll play with her he a little bit. He made that comment of like, oh, I'll play with the little girl. Yeah, like so. Yeah. What you can tell the way he saw her was not a threat. So in his eyes, he wasn't thinking, oh, I need to kill her now. His thinking is like, I'm going to play with her. I'm going to mess with her. And I wonder, too, if he was trying to bring her to the master for the master to feed on as well. We'll never know. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah, we'll never know. Maybe we'll find out next. next Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. So then and he gives a lot of exposition, which is, you know, so nice. And explaining a little bit of of what the harvest is. And he talks about. Which is helpful for viewers. Yeah. Right. right? How kind of him. (laughs) He said the master will rise. Um, and the vampires will take over the old ones, basically. Yeah. Um, they Who will are take the over. old ones? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that means vampires because they're all vampires. Right. Um, and so it's just interesting seeing how, like, this is the first time we've seen Buffy, like, truly scared in the episodes. Yeah. She's been pretty confident. And then, um, of course, um, the episode ends with, her laying in the coffin, him jumping in. and Very then, symbolic. Yes. I love how he says, um, amen, because mm-hmm. it's such a Joss Whedon thing to do because yeah. there's religious symbolism all over the place. Yeah. And you have amen in there. Almost yeah. like, and you have a very unholy thing, a vampire right. saying amen. Yeah. We have the master that's living in a church. Yeah. Like, it's just very, like, two, like, Even the idea of the cross. Juxtaposed together. She's yeah. lying in a coffin as mm-hmm. he's saying that. Yeah. Yeah, so then he says amen, Crazy. and then it says to be continued. Yeah, which yeah. is a perfect segue. It's a conclusion of the, the first episode, that, you know. non-spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the end of our first podcast, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. We had a lot of fun. Um, we're going to have, the, obviously, the spoiler section coming in in just a yeah. second, but um, if you're not going to listen to that, then you guys can find us on Becoming Buffy podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can email us at becomingbuffypodcast at gmail.com, um, because the whole point of this yeah. podcast is to dialogue with you guys. Right. Um, we love talking Buffy, but like we heard most of each other's opinions. We want to hear yours. Right. Yeah. Um, so anything that you guys want to talk about, but thanks again so much for taking the time to listen. If you've made it this far, I know it's kind of a lot, but <laughs> yeah, we're thankful and we hope to see you guys again next time. Welcome to Scooby Secrets. I'm super excited. I think we're all 
ready to talk about the little spoilers, spoilers. and foreshadowing. Um, we do want to preface, though, that this is not only spoilers for Buffy, but we're also going to be talking about spoilers for the mm-hmm. show Angel as well, specifically because, you know, Angel and Darla are in this episode. <laughs> so it definitely uh, kind of pertains to them. We also want to know what you guys think about spoilers in this episode and future episodes. So um, you guys can go ahead and email us at becomingbuffypodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at becomingbuffythepodcast. So all that being said, let's talk about spoilers. Yeah. So excited. <laughs> we don't have to, you know, Hold walk on eggshells. Pretend that Jesse is around for the entire I Right? Oh I'm like, <laughs> re-watching him, like, oh, you have to talk as if people don't know he's going to die next episode. We never see really, him again. They really set it up. And that's actually, that's one of the spoilers mm-hmm. I want to mention is Joss Whedon was originally planning on putting Jesse in Eric the- Balfour. Yeah. In the, uh, like, title sequence with the rest of the cast because he thought that it would be a really cool idea to kind of shock, you know, viewers into, like, seeing that- you know, one of the main cast could die. Yeah, he. But unfortunately, like, it just came down to budget. Yeah, they didn't have enough money right? to put him in there. Yeah, they needed more money for the vampire makeup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the sweet, sweet effects <laughs> and the one dusting we see him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I read somewhere that each dusting was like what two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars per That's dusting so much, at the yeah. beginning for that yeah. little sparkling. They, yeah. I know they add a little like twinkle in the sound. Yeah. I heard it. I was like, wow, we've yeah. never heard that before. Mm-hmm. $2,000 for that little twinkle. Yep. Special surprise. Yeah, but Josh specifically said he wanted the audience to realize that nobody's safe. Um, yeah. Because he's like, you watch TV shows and you're like, no one's going to die. Like, they're yeah. the main cast, you know? Yeah. And I we do get a little bit of that with Buffy right. because obviously they're not going to kill off Willow or is it her. But I think that he wanted to create a little bit of fear when you're watching it as, okay, like yeah. – Anybody and I think die. watching it back, like, you really do get the sense that Jesse is, like, a part of the game. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize how much he's in there, but he's actually in there every single time Xander and Will are there. He's there. Or how much, like, the episode is, like, Xander Central. Yeah. Like, watching him, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, he was the first one to find out of the friends that mm-hmm. Buffy was a slayer. He bumped into her. Yeah. Um, He helped her rescue Willow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and also just seeing the foundation of her and Willow's friendship. It's just yeah. really cool. Because mm-hmm. I think so sweet. I think I always am like, yeah, they were always friends. But then watching it, it's just weird being like, oh, they all just met. They don't have any history. Like yeah. her and Giles are trying to figure out their yeah. relationship as father daughter. It's so daughter. weird to see. And like you also see probably the shallowest version of Buffy. Not even that she's shallow, just like the she's most shallow hung. she'll be. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like it's still very sweet to see her just like, you know, caring a little bit more about like people well, think about her and, and like, i think that's the persona she wants people to see i think she wants people to see her as not necessarily shallow but like as she was but as this girl that likes fashion that likes yeah. other stuff she doesn't want her whole life at least at this point mm-hmm. she doesn't want to be the slayer right. she's fighting yeah. against it yeah. so like she's holding super tightly to her life that she yeah. has or did have mm-hmm. um because she was a lot more superficial yeah. in la yeah and actually that's something that uh tabby mentioned that i want to tag on to is um, each season in the spoiler section, we're going to be talking about the theme of the season. The theme of season one is actually acceptance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, Buffy accepting who she is. Buffy mm-hmm. accepting that she is a slayer, but it's also, you know, other characters accepting a lot of stuff. So accepting know. like prophecy girl, like accepting that if she goes to the master, she might die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like accepting the new life that she has her yeah. friends accepting her for mm-hmm. being the slayer i think it's also like her friends accepting that sunnydale is not you know this sweet right. innocent town like yeah. mm-hmm. sunnydale is actually on a hellmouth and 
a lot of the people in Sunnydale choose to ignore that. So yeah. it's like Acceptance accepting Angel that. being a vampire too. Yeah. Well, Angel think, accepting himself as yeah, well. It's yeah. true. Well, I think Angel is the first step of her realizing that there are good demons and good vampires yeah. up until then. It, it was really is less black and white. It's, it's more gray. It's the first gray thing yeah, in the show. Mm-hmm. Like Angel is the first gray thing. Mm-hmm. And even then, he's a little bit more black and white than like, right. you know, for like we see uh, and it becomes a lot yeah. more gray in the show Angel. Yeah. Um, but Speaking of which, Darla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always weird seeing her. I'm like, it's so oh, weird. yeah, Darla's here. Because we always, we see her a ton in Buffy, more I think than we realize, but it's yeah. always in flashbacks. Yeah. And they're not, yeah. she's not really, the the only real important thing she does in Buffy is like Angel like Angelus. That's mm-hmm. it. So like you know, when you think of Darla, you're not like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. all these important things. Most of, of the important things she does has to pertain to Angel. Mm-hmm. So like you kind of just only see her in the realm of Angel. She doesn't make Angel Angelus yeah. and Buffy. Like I mean she makes him a, a vampire. Oh, in a flashback. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um she's like we were talking about this earlier. She just seems so weak in yeah. the first couple episodes. And I think they weren't sure word that it was going or well, they like had how no strong they wanted people to be. Yeah. yeah. They had no backstory. And at that point, they weren't 100% sure that they were going to make Angel a vampire. Right. So they yeah. didn't know Which that Darla so had Which so weird. Could you him. imagine like Angel being like a witch or like something they were, like they, super they, they weird? Toyed, they toyed with making Angel an actual angel. Like, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. I mean, a little on the nose, but yeah, I give them A forever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I think that we have to give uh, the first season, especially Grace, is they don't have backstory fleshed out. They don't even know if they're going to get renewed. Yeah. So there's little things like Angel not quite being 100% real with Buffy about being a vampire because they weren't sure if they were going right. to make him vampire. There's things like him saying, oh, I thought you'd be taller. And we see later he actually had yeah. seen her before. So, But it could be him, like Tabby's mentioned before, it could be him trying to throw Buffy off. He doesn't want her to know that he's a I vampire. I will say, like, wouldn't that be so awkward? Like, they just met and he's like, oh, so I've known who you are for the past year. Right. I mean, he's not going to say that, but it seems like he's kind of going out of his way to right. purposely throw her off. Totally. And then I, you have yeah. um, Darla at yeah. the end where she's talking about how who are you to Buffy as if she's never seen a Slayer before. Yeah, very which clearly, is, that's probably the biggest inconsistency yeah. I saw was like Darla not knowing First of all, what a slayer was, but second mm-hmm. of all, that Buffy was a slayer. Yeah. I was like, I feel like if you knew what a slayer was, which we find out that Darla does, mm-hmm. you would definitely know that right away Buffy's a slayer. Right. Like, you like, know how she they was fight. there in one flashback episode, like you said, Leah, where Spike literally bagged a slayer and yeah. like she was like praising him for it. Yeah. Right. She was like, Oh my gosh, Spike bagged a slayer. And now she's like, Oh, she's right. so strong. What could she be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I will say, like, I think for me, especially like seeing Angel and seeing a lot of flashbacks in Buffy, like you find out that, um, and obviously this was not planned, but I think it works out well, is the fact that like up until this point, for I think like what, a hundred years, Angel was feeding on rats and sewers and like was just not very much himself. Like he was dealing with the pain of his soul. And then, you know, then he he sees Buffy and chooses that he wants to protect her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, I think it's really cool because he's much harsher in the first season, especially in the first couple episodes. Or maybe. aloof, I think. Is yeah, the word you're looking yeah. For. but he's like, he's a little bit like more snarky and he's mm-hmm. like a little bit more like just information guy. Like mm-hmm. he'll give her information yeah. he'll be like, oh, she'll And I think it. It, it kind of ties into like the theme of the um, season. But like at first he's like, okay, well, I'm going to try and help her. I'm going to give her information that I know of. Yeah. Because uh, so that's this his is idea her. of help at right. that time. Yeah. And then he like really falls in love with the prophecy girl and he's like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I can to help mm-hmm. her. And then season two and on, he's, you know. Yeah. But it's just like trenches. really cool to see that even though they didn't plan it that way, you see Angel in a, in a way that you never really see him again is... 
he doesn't really know who he is Mm -hmm. and like he's so kind of unaware of how the world works because he's Mm -hmm. not been in it for so long Mm -hmm. and so it's really cool i love to always like rewatch like season one and two because you really see angels to soften Mm -hmm. and become Mm -hmm. more himself as like him and buffy become closer Mm -hmm. and i think that goes for the rest of the cast too they're all just very green in this episode yeah Yeah. you know giles is a slightly more stuffy but i think that also can be um, it also makes sense within the show, right? Yeah. Uh, season one is about acceptance. By the end of season one, he, it's his idea of what a watcher is has kind of started to change yeah. a little bit. In, like, in all reality, like, his idea of what a watcher becomes is why Buffy gets saved so many times. Mm-hmm. It's because, like, he chooses to actually go out and help or, like, right. he chooses to prefer her over the watcher's council, which right. is, right. like, really important and you have giles who's kind of a little bit trying to figure out what his role is to buffy who's not quite the typical slayer right and then but you see each of the actors within their roles being kind of exaggerated versions of the character they're going to become simply because they're trying to figure out the only one that i would say kind of feels probably the most similar is xander I, I was like going to say Cordy, too. Cordy is very yeah. on the nose in the mm-hmm. first yeah. episode. I think they made her, they gave her a few meaner sentences to be like, ooh, but she's also, the mean girl. Yeah. But but like that's really accurate of who she was before she became friends with them. So I yeah. wouldn't say that it's an exaggerated version of her. I think it's an accurate version of herself during that time. Yeah, that's, that's true. Fair. Yeah. She's also got probably the least amount of screen time. So yeah. it's a little bit harder. But like, as far as Willow and Buffy and Giles and Xander, yeah. Yeah. the core four, yeah. I feel like um, they, they're they themselves, but they're also not quite themselves. Right. So yeah. I will say, um, since you mentioned Cordelia, there's this really sweet moment where she's talking to Buffy about LA and she goes... <gasps> I would kill to move to uh, mm-hmm. to L.A., which is just so cute because she ends up moving to L.A. for, yep. you know, an angel. Yep. So, Well, I think it's funny, too, that she keeps talking about how small Sunnydale is. Mm. And I keep being like, okay, but you have a zoo. You yeah. have a museum. You have a college. Yeah, what small town has a zoo? Apparently, the college was so far away from Buffy's house that she couldn't live at home and commute to college. She had to actually live on campus. Yeah, and yeah. So I just think it's funny how, like, over time, Sunnydale got bigger and bigger simply because they were like, all right, we need to have more yeah, stuff. Yeah, we need to have, we have to have them do something instead of just going to the bronze all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And I never picked up on the fact that Giles, like when Will is talking to Buffy about, um, oh, the new librarian, who's a curator at some British museum yeah. or something, how he, uh, he works at a museum, but Joyce also works at a museum. <sighs> but could have been. Yeah. I know. Evil I for pointing out that fact. I think that they were perfect for each other so sad it's like the couple that just like never was but like could have been so so cute the scene where buffy meets angel was actually david boreanaz's audition scene yeah and they shot parts of that actually nine months later because they thought buffy was being too aggressive just like with the library scene yeah i think that they were trying to find that balance between like buffy being strong and like a little snarky and just like her being like yeah having a huge attitude yeah yeah which is hard to do in the first episode yeah and like not that like her getting mad about like you know dead bodies is not not that that's not justified but i think they wanted to show her in a softer way and like in the final cut specifically when she's talking to giles it's really good because like she is you can tell she's in pain and she's saddened by the fact that she has to continue fighting and it's not Mm -hmm. like an anger it's like a are you kidding me? Like, I'm frustrated. I don't want to keep doing this. Yeah. I wanted to talk real fast about Willow's outfit. 
um, which is really cute. And I think it's funny that the networks didn't like. Yeah. The network didn't like her outfit. And they um, they asked Joss to kind of make it a little bit different. But we see that outfit again and even her hairstyle yeah. um, in season four finale, Restless, when shocking about take off your costume, take off your costume. And she's having the nightmare of standing in front of the classroom and you see um, – Tara there and Oz there and she's afraid people are going to see her who she really is and they take off her costume and you ex- kind of expect her to be naked because you know in every dream when you're like, yeah. nervous it's going to be oh I'm not wearing clothes in my underwear but instead she's wearing that exact same outfit yeah. and it just shows I think we see little glimpses of Willow's powerlessness in this episode and how yeah. she hates feeling that way and how she's yeah. insecure and she doesn't and she's right. trying to find some way to compensate for that which, which is foreshadowing like she just always has had an unbalanced idea of power yeah. um yeah. just an unhealthy relationship with it so mm-hmm. she overcorrects you know well, she's just like ah, oh, i'm done being the person right the powerless one which you see her yeah. get kidnapped first and yeah right. yep. she's definitely the one who like I think everyone has always underestimated. Mm. And so like when she started getting more power, she was going crazy with it because she's yeah. like, I've never had this before. Yep. Brian Thompson, who plays Luke, the guy who raises the master, um, also appears as the judge in season two. Uh, what is that? Innocence, I believe. Mm. Yeah. It's the one where Buffy has to get the rocket launcher and shoot the judge, the big yeah. blue guy. Yeah. When Angel turns into Angelus, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a kind of cool tidbit. They, yeah. Their budget was so small, they had to keep. And reusing. you can't even tell because the blue yeah. guy's like. Yeah. It was convenient. Non-human. Um, but I want to talk specifically about something that he said at the end. He talks about blood of man will flow as wine as he's taunting Buffy as she's in the coffin. And I think it's really interesting because in season three, um, the wish, the one where Anya or Cordelia makes a wish because Xander breaks up with her first episode that Anya's in. Um, the master actually rises because Buffy never came to Sunnydale. And they yeah. specifically show that they um, take people's blood and you see the master pouring, pouring their blood in wine. into a wine yeah. glass. And then you see him drinking of it. And it's really interesting that Joss like thought about that and was like, oh, hey, like, let's actually show that happening if Buffy never came to Sunnydale. Yeah. Just kind of a cool little. So cool. Like yeah. a weird little. Tyan. I hope he did that on purpose. I'm, I'm going to choose sure. to believe that he did. I'm sure he did. I don't did. think that he like. Because that's very specific. Yeah. I, it would be yeah. odd if he And he's we, notorious for watching back his old episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about was, and I did not know this, but the master actually has a name, which is really weird. The I master know. has a name. but Well, he, he's so old. So it's like at some point he did yeah, live. Yeah. Which is funny because Darla doesn't remember her real name. Like she never. And oh, never, that's right. You yeah. never remember what it. Um, Why would you stick with Darla? Well, it's because like her um, mortal life was dying and she probably hated her mortal life much. Yeah. So she was like, I don't want any part of yeah. it. Could have been. I don't remember. I have a feeling that she anything. does remember it, but she doesn't want to. Maybe. Well, she says specifically she doesn't remember it. And yeah, I think she's fine. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So the master's name is Heinrich Joseph Nest. Super so weird. weird. Heinrich well, Nest. That's, such that's a weird terrifying. Name. Yeah, it is. Well, Heinrich sounds very German, but the master definitely was raised well before Nazi I, Germany oh, and yeah. all that. So. Well, I wonder when um when he like switched from like Heinrich to like the master. 
Like, because you kind of need, yeah. like, people to rule. I mean, it's a power move, though, because, like, he's, like, one of the first vampires yeah. ever. So he's like, well, him might like, as well make my himself him, like, branded. Two other people are like, <laughs> I am the master. Yeah. And, like, two other people are That'll like, you're going to take that one? I have to go with something else now? Imagine you're you're living for so long that your real name is no longer used and nobody remembers it. You're just the master and have always right? been the master. That's crazy. For um, Angel, how he, like, got cast was joss whedon wasn't the one who was like oh we should hire him it was actually like he came in to audition and after he left like joss noticed that like all the women were like practically melting because they were just like so like oh my gosh he did so good and so he's like that's when i knew like to hire him which is just such an accurate like thing the presentation like, of yeah. him coming on screen yeah, yeah. both well, lee and i are like oh we yeah. love him yeah yeah keep him on our screens yeah. but it's just very funny that like you know, he ended up turning into something that was so much bigger than I think that Joss could have like ever imagined. Yeah, his acting definitely improved over Buffy and then even over Angel. And I mean, yeah. he's had a career now for, you know, years. Well, both both him and Anya were the ones that he didn't really have a say in casting. Like in an interview, he said that Anya was like the only one I think that he didn't have. Like he wasn't there I think when Marty they- was the one. Yeah, that well, she Anya. wasn't supposed to be a main character she was mm-hmm. supposed to be a yeah one-time and he character. said he was like i'm so happy that mm-hmm. she ended up staying she's yeah. one of my favorites yeah. well joss had a say in david borianis but he deferred to the women because right. he was like i don't right. think he's the one then looks over and everybody's like oh mm-hmm. he's gotta be the one he was like all right then and also like if the being like a sucky actor you could just kill him off That's you know true. Yeah. yeah exactly but so. then he's like, oh, wait, these kids have a lot of chemistry mm-hmm. and he's actually really good. Yeah. I'm going to keep them. So I think that's everything. I know it's not a ton this time, but, you know, we still have a whole five and a oh no, yeah. six and three quarters, mm-hmm. more than six and three quarters. Most say show. some, we have to talk about <laughs> other stuff when it comes up. Yep, exactly. So anyway, yeah, like Leah said, if you guys have anything that you want us to specifically talk about, if you have fun like trivia bits or anything yeah. that we any facts missed, we, missed yep. we can tack them on to the next few episodes. Um, so email us. And yeah, guys, thanks for listening. And thanks for choosing to be a part of our conversation. Yeah. I really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Thank you.